This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Google held an event yesterday. The Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro smartphones were unveiled. Mark Aflalo is the co-host of Access Tech Live. Hello, Mark. Hello, Dave. How are you? Mark, I am fantastic. So awesome. uh, what are the big takeaways from Google's unveiling of the uh, Pixel 8 and the uh, Pixel 8 Pro? Well, obviously, two new pieces of hardware in, obviously, the 8 and the 8 Pro with upgraded cameras, cool stuff across the board. We'll talk about the differences in a second. Um, we got a new Pixel Watch, Pixel Watch 2, which has a lot more smarts from the, the Fitbit family ever since their acquisition of Fitbit about uh, three or four years ago. And some pretty cool software announcements, some that are going to be available right now in Android 14, which is going to be available when these phones are out next week but some that they previewed that we're not even going to see hands-on for who knows when, maybe end of the year, maybe next year. A lot of the stuff comes out in other countries before it even makes its way to Canada. Mm. So we're not 100% sure, but a lot of innovation coming from Google. What's the uh, compare and contrast on the two phones of the, uh, the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro? Well, number one, across the board, a little bit more round of a design, a little bit thinner across the board in terms of the overall look and feel. A couple of new color options, that's kind of consistent across the board. The big differences, though, other than price, which we'll talk about in a second, is, of, of course, camera system. You get an extra camera with that new telephoto with a 5X optical zoom on the Pro. You have a 6.7-inch on the Pro versus the 6.2-inch on the regular uh, Pixel 8, 8 gigs of RAM to start on the Pixel 8 versus 12 on the Pro, which is obviously to help power all that extra smarts that goes inside. And weight, I mean, the Pro is going to be, it, it is larger, so it's about 7.5 ounces, whereas the regular Pixel 8 is uh, ringing in at 6.6 .6 ounces, which also means that you okay. get a bigger battery across the board on the Pixel 8 Pro. Starting price point, of course, if you're going to go with the entry-level specs on the devices, Pixel 8 949 Canadian, available to pre-order now. It's coming out in a week from today. And the Pixel 8 Pro 1349 oh. Canadian, also available to pre-order now and available in a week. You know, I, I heard you I heard you moan there for well, no, I, there, I, 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 mean... I, I I exclaimed a little bit there, Mark, because it seems like maybe that's that's a bit of a price jump for the Google flagships. I I, I, I feel like they made their space in the industry, in the market, by actually being a little bit lower on the price point than say the iPhones or the Samsungs. Yeah, this is actually about a hundred bucks more expensive on the entry level side for the pro, about a hundred bucks more than they started with even last year. It's sign of inflation, sign of the times. I yeah. think we're gonna see incremental update, you know, increases like this. It seems more significant when you look at it from one year to the other. The interesting thing about a pixel lineup though is uh, in the Canadian market. They're still offering subsidies at uh, different different carriers, so whether Rogers, Telus, et cetera, et cetera. So you can actually get into this device for a lower price point if you did want to upgrade. Mm -hmm. But the question at the end of the day for people is going to be, do I upgrade? And that really comes down to you know individual <laughs> taste and needs. <laughs> yeah, taste needs, budget, all that, all that good stuff. M Mark, the one thing that I'll mention here, and I think I bring this up frequently when I talk to you about the Google Pixel line of phones, they're maybe not as dominant in the marketplace as Google would hope but it seems as though people who've made the move are extremely happy with the move that they made 
Well, you know, I've talked about this before, and on Google branded phones, you're not getting any of that bloatware, any of that pre-installed skins and software, which people like. I'm not going to knock them. I mean, people like the Samsung UI. People like the, you know, the old LG UI when they were still making phones. But you know, Google designs these devices. Originally, it was basically just a basically a blueprint, saying, okay, kind of like Microsoft does with Surface, and says, this is how we want you to build phones. This is the kind of features. But it's gone beyond that now. It's no longer a blueprint. They're actually making some money off this stuff. So it makes sense that they would actually push the envelope a little bit. And and competition's healthy, right? Especially in the Android market. There are, you know, per capita more Android phones operating system out there than iPhone. Um, that being said, Google is not the dominant player out there. Samsung yeah. is, but they're still they're still obviously making a good play for it. Yeah, ultimately, I'm sure for Google, they're not necessarily trying to uh, win over an Apple user. I think the Apple ecosystem is pretty secure. Amanda Shikarchi, our entertainment reporter, referred to it as the Apple Orchard uh, earlier in the show, which I thought was fantastic. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Google is necessarily trying to take aim at iPhones or Apple directly, but for them, it's about luring over a couple Samsung users. I know when I was upgrading yeah. my phone a couple years ago, a few of my uh, uh, Pixel people were like, "Man, you you got to." least get your hands on one of these to check it out because you might find the experience is not as difficult to transition as you think so that, that's probably the target they're looking for and then maybe, and then maybe sweeping up some of the smaller android players as well yeah they i mean some of the smaller android players aren't even there anymore i mean samsung is the one coming out with some lower cost models lg's out of the market entirely uh, companies like htc don't exist anymore yeah, huawei, huawei is not even available yeah. in the canadian market i mean so it's an interesting play out there because there's not many android options other than some of these like you know asus has an rog phone and some real high-end stuff so it really is between google and samsung and they play together don't forget you know yeah, they do everything all the tablets on the Samsung side, all the phones on the Samsung side are using Android uh, operating systems. So just their own variation of it. So there is a bit of cannibalization there, but I think it's almost it's almost playful because Samsung really does have a dominant hold in the market when it comes yeah. to Android devices. So, Mark, let's go from the phones to the watch because the yeah. uh, Pixel 2 watch was shown off yesterday. What's uh, What makes this one so interesting? Why, why might this be the time for someone to jump into the Google watch business? Well, if you're tired of that whole square look that Apple's been putting out for pretty much almost 10 years now, or almost actually 10 years in March, um, and you want the more of a rounded design and you want to have something that ties into your ecosystem if you're an Android user, then the Pixel Watch 2 is definitely one that you're going to want to jump into. Starting price point, 479 Canadian, so that's completely affordable. That's on the verge of almost being a gift sometimes if you're buying it for a family member. Oh, man, a lot I, of got, I, got, I got to get into the Aflalo family. You, you got to come over. You know, you can, we can have a little, you know, stocking for you over the Aflalo <laughs> menorah and fireplace. Um Three new sensors on board to give you kind of deeper insights into your health. And this is really from the uh, acquisition of Fitbit. Um, it works alongside really cool AI algorithms. So you've got a new heart rate sensor, a new stress management, which was a Fitbit feature that's now come to the watch, a mindfulness sensor, and now a thermometer, which is kind of interesting. Something that's not only on the watch, but it's actually in, in, the Pixel, in the Pixel phones as well. And they're expecting FDA approval. What they're going to use the thermometer for really is kind of up in the air. They're not saying this is to check if your baby has a fever. It's more to check, you know, food temperature and different things like that. Not something I'd really jump towards and say, hey, I'm so happy I have a thermometer on it. But if you can imagine what that metric does in conjunction with other data, that might be where it's a bit more significant. Mm. There is a holy trinity 
when it comes to uh, companies and their devices and accessories. You get phone, you get watch, you get earbuds. What <laughs> was Google showing off with their Pixel Buds Pros? So here's the other thing. Pixel Buds Pro on the hardware side, other than new colors, they're the exact same pieces of hardware that were available last year. They're pretty impressive pieces of hardware. The cool thing is in the software update, one of the standout features, I think, this year is what's called conversation detection. It allows you to really keep the buds in your ear if they're comfortable, of course, pretty much all the time. So if you're listening to music, you're listening to a podcast and someone walks up to you and starts talking to you, it will detect that. It'll use software and AI to detect that you're having a conversation. It'll pause the music and open up that, uh, that noise cancellation so you can hear in transparency mode. And when you're done, it knows you're done and it goes back to playing your music where you left off. I do not trust, I do not trust that technology. <laughs> Well, you have to try it to believe it. And that's one of the things that this is one of those features that we're not quite sure when it's going to be available. There's hinting that it will be available next week when the phones come out. But they also mentioned a whole bunch of other features that aren't going to be available for probably till the end of the year. So that's really the big move on the Pixel Buds Pro side. Nothing new on the hardware or sensor-wise. It's really just in the mm. software. Uh, that is something, the feature you just mentioned is something that I know Apple's been playing with. I know Samsung was touting yeah. it on their uh, Buds a couple of years ago. What have been the reviews on that side of the technology? Um, I could tell you from you know Stephen Scott's point of view, he loves the feature on the AirPods. Like he was really? saying, how okay. the adaptive the adaptive noise cancellation worked really well well across different environments. I'm of the mindset that you know keeping earbuds in your ear uh, all day, number one, it's just not comfortable. It's not realistic. Bad Although some people do. Too. I mean, I see people with a with a white you know ear you know AirPod hanging out of the ear all day long. Don't have a clue how they hear me but they do and uh, and clearly they have they have way more music going on in their head than there than I do in my life yeah you got to uh, the, the involves a lot of trips to the ear cleaning specialists when you keep yeah, headphones in all day oh boy uh, mark got to get out of here but what's coming up on access tech live on AMI TV in one hour and 33 minutes no one hour and 32 minutes on the pin oh no oh no we have a TV show today uh Arja Shepard's joining us from a really cool event that's going on in Toronto called the hashtag this is so this is MS we're going to be talking about accessible trick-or-treating and of course we're going to rip apart all these google announcements in detail <laughs> i love it that's marco flalo he's the co-host of access tech live you can find mark in montreal you can find access tech live thursdays at noon eastern time on ami tv you can find the pulse on ami audio this weekend joy de gupta will chat with disability activist Catherine frazy together they discuss their her new book Dispatches from Disabled Country. That's The Pulse weekends, 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. Coming up after the break, there's a new horror. Got to be careful with that one. A new horror movie streaming on Disney+. Plus. Michael McNeely has a review of No One Will Save You. But first, here is the Paris Sport Update with Greg Westlake. Hello and welcome back to the Parasport Update, I'm Greg Westlake. We begin in Italy as Canadian wheelchair tennis star Rob Shaw took part in the Sardinia Open. In quad doubles, Shaw partnered with Niels Vink of the Netherlands. The top-ranked duo cruised through the quarterfinals and semifinals on their way to victory, securing their fourth doubles win of the 2023 season. Turning the page, Canada's Paris cycling team has been announced for the Parapan American Games in Santiago, Chile. The eight-person roster includes Paralympians Keely Shaw, Mike Sumetz, and Charles Moreau. 
Alexander Hayward and Tarek Dahab will be making their multi-sport games debuts, while former Paralympic skier Mel Pemble will compete in her first major summer games. And Nathan Clement will return to the event for the first time since 2015, this time on his trike, not in the pool. Athletes in the hand cycle and trike categories will compete in road events, while riders in the cycle category will compete in road and track disciplines. Changing course, Canada is set to battle at the Women's U25 Wheelchair Basketball World Championship in Thailand. Matches begin October 3rd and can be streamed on the IWBF's YouTube page. And that's our time for this edition of the Parasport Update, presented by AMI-audio. Check back next week for more news from the world of adaptive sports. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.